0: Good evening, Facebook family. Welcome to another episode of Post Daily Dose with me, your trusted parenting advisor, faithful guide, and servant on a healing journey. What's my name? Big Papa Brian Post. Um, happy Cinco de Mayo, everyone. I hope you're having a fantastic Tuesday, and happy Taco Tuesday. And I just actually went and picked up some tacos, and so it's time for me to have some tacos. So I'm going to make this quick, and I hope succinct, and I hope it makes sense, and I hope it's helpful. Um, the title of tonight's Daily Dose is Stress Causes Confusion and Loss of Memory. Joseph Lodeau is a New York University neuroscientist, and he wrote a book called The Emotional Brain, and in that book, one of the key things I took out of it, and I've read hundreds of such books, and I've always taken great little, little tidbits of information that have heavily influenced everything that I do and how I practice and how I teach and train others. And one of those things is In times of stress, our thinking becomes confused and distorted, and our short-term memory is suppressed. So I'm going to say that again. In times of stress, and a lot of times in my lectures I say to people, I want you to write this down five times, and most people don't. And I guarantee you almost no one remembers it. And so if you don't remember it, which would be natural because you don't write it down because you think you're going to remember it, which speaks to your stress, Short-term memory shut off, you're not going to remember it. So you should write it down because it's important enough that I've been teaching it for at least the last 15 years, um, maybe even 18. In times of stress, our thinking becomes confused and distorted. When you are stressed out, you become confused. Your thinking becomes confused and your short-term memory is suppressed, meaning you cannot remember, meaning when you are stressed, you become confused and you lose your memory. I work with parents every single day who are in stress, great deals of stress. Hey, Leslie, great deals of stress. And when they reach out to me or when they reach out to one of my coaches, one of the things that, that is our responsibility to do is to stay regulated enough that we can help them regulate so that they can see things clearly. And then from that place, guide them into an understanding and an awareness that will help them see things differently in their home with their children and hopefully reduce some stress. So, hey there, Carrie. So on occasion, I I encounter scenarios where the parents reach out and because they are under so much stress and sometimes because they've been under stress for so long, They don't always, they're they're not able to achieve enough regulation to receive the guidance or receive the suggestions. And when that happens, it is really stressful for me. It's really stressful because I can see something clearly and I'm not able to help them see it. And so I have learned over the years that, Though I have to encounter those stressful situations, I cannot hang on to those stressful situations because ultimately it is not my journey. But I will tell you, when you are in the midst of struggling and you are reaching out for help, if someone is giving you a suggestion different than what you've heard and experienced before, you have to really try to listen. You have to really try to see Potentially a different perspective. And it is, is—it is for me, it's anytime I've struggled in life, anytime there's been something hard going on, or I've gone through challenging times, I always ask myself, what is the opportunity to learn in this moment? And instead of looking at it as just some constant struggle, I look at it as, I look at it as an opportunity to grow. And in order to grow, in order to learn, I've got to realize that the stress I'm experiencing doesn't have to be bad. Stress does not have to be bad. Stress can actually be very good. It can be the fuel that takes you to the next level. I've got another mom who's been going through it for the last two weeks. And today, she said, marked officially 24 hours since it had any kind of outburst. And she was excited and actually a little bit mesmerized. But I kept telling her during the two weeks, this is a good process, you're gonna get through it. And sometimes I'd get a little stressed too and a little worried, but all I have to do is breathe and keep my thinking and keep my short-term memory activated. In all the years that I've traveled and talked to, to so many different audiences, people have always asked me about medication. And a lot of times they say, well, what are your thoughts about medication? Hey there, Lala. And, and let me be honest with you. I got to the point where I didn't even want to talk about medication because I'm not an advocate. I don't advocate for it. I don't see the use in it. And this, this for me, this is not a judgment or a condemnation of anyone and their children being on medication. And it certainly isn't me saying you should take your children off of medication. Listen to what I'm saying. I've always said before you should put a child on medication or before you should increase their medication, you should exhaust all environmental and relational possibilities for change. So before you rely on medication to be the change, Do everything you can to change the environment. Do everything you can to change the relationships that surround that child, that surround that family. And then from that perspective, work forward. And then if you do that and it doesn't work, and maybe medication is just, it becomes the thing that you've got to go to. There's no judgment in that. But before we do that, we should really exhaust every possibility that there is available. Because otherwise... I believe that medication is just a, another fa- another facet of the scapegoating of mental health. We take Children, and we blame them for all the stress we 're experiencing when in fact children are a byproduct of all the adults and the systems around them and I believe that it starts out with a parent going to ter- therapy, and then I believe the therapist starts to feel helpless they re- they recommend the child to psychiatry, and then psychiatry that 's all they do is they just diagnose and they prescribe medications and the more the parent goes goes back the more helplessness the parent feels the more medication the child gets there are parents who believe in the psychosis that their children are experiencing even though those children are on five six seven different psychiatric medications that are doing no good for the child's system the parent becomes conditioned to believe that medication is the answer even though it's not answering the problem and so you know that distress is setting in when you're, you keep adding more medication to your children and they're not getting better. They're getting worse. That's telling you that you are confused. That is telling you that your short-term memory is no longer working. When you call that psychiatrist or you take your child back to that office and you get another pill... You are continuing to go down the wrong path. And if you hear someone tell you that you need to think about things a little bit differently, maybe there's a different way of looking at it than the traditional. And here's the thing. The majority of people look at it that way. The majority of mental health professionals, the majority of psychiatrists, psychologists, it all leads back to diagnosis and medication. I'm telling you, that is not going to be the path to peace. The path to peace, it may be difficult, it may be challenging, but you will see progress and it does not have to take forever. The path, unfortunately, to more stress and more fear and more trauma is one where the external controls continue to increase and continue to add on and continue to get more intense. So I want you to remember when you're stressed, you're confused. When you are stressed, you are not thinking clearly. When you are stressed, your memory is, you are losing your memory. You are at a memory loss. You are not thinking clearly. Get yourself calm and let your thinking come back on and let your short-term memory get back online. Get back online. And maybe from that place, you can make some clear, better decisions. And listen to the people that are trying to support you and help you. If you're reaching out, most mental health professionals have your best interest in mind. They do not set out to try to do you harm. They set out to try to help. But if what they're recommending is just creating more stress and creating more fear, look somewhere else. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Remember, in any given situation, we always have two choices. We can continue to react from the same blueprints of stress, fear, and overwhelm, or we can stop, we can slow down, we can take three to ten deep breaths, we can choose love, and freaking do something different. God bless you. Big Papa loves you. We'll see you guys tomorrow.
1: Join us live on weekdays at 6.30 Central Time on
0: Facebook at the Post Institute. Don't forget to get your copy of Brian's best-selling book, From Fear to Love, on promotion. Just pay shipping and handling at www.feartolovebook.com. That's www.feartolovebook.com.